What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. <laughs> and your auditory canals are tuned into episode 231 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. Of course, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime first on deck. We got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Lover. That's me. A.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. that Gamer Step Daddy. How's it going, my friend? Uh, it's going pretty well. I cannot, I cannot lie. Um, having a really good time playing these games. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna. We're gonna be talking about the results of the game awards because, uh, you know, people's, you know, people. Some people are gonna get fed really nicely. So, <laughs> so I'm very happy to report. Oh, I'm, that. I'm glad that you know. Hey, for once, uh, you're not starving like Marvin. Like you know. That's right. And I will yeah. take it. I will take it. I will take it in grace. You know, and and honor as it as it is being bestowed upon me, sir. So yeah. uh, as as we were on the Discord during the Game Awards night, you know, I, I have no problem like door dashing you a McDonald's hamburger, like the uh, small, that, that, that's, that's, you know, that, that's our, our Happy Meal. You know, you know get, get your burger fix plus you know wait. maybe a toy and let's just wait so far. You know, okay. so. Let's just keep it, keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck. I know. Keep, it a, keep it a buck for the meal, or no, no, are we dollar menuing it now? No, don't you dare keep it a buck for the menu. I, I want to get fed. We can we can sell the the burger bet and the steak bet right at Sizzler because Sizzler has burgers and steaks. That's right. So, uh, also want to give you an update on the rolling credits as of this recording on uh, Sunday, December tenth. Uh, we have Crucial Chase in the lead, and uh, he has rolled 10 credits this year, so that's fantastic. Uh, Crucial Chase is in the lead. Uh, we have Will D at a close second at 7. Uh, the next one is Kev at 5. And then John BT, oh, last, last, uh, last year's winner, is only at 4. Um, that was help from his uh, his daughter, so that's good. Uh, uh, Goonie is two. Goonie's two. Like to hear that. And then Alberto and myself are tied at one. So uh, we are we we still have this going. The the final the cutoff is midnight December uh, December thirty first. So you know go out there and beat those games. It's got to be at least we're saying at least more than like 15, 20 hours around there, depending on, depending on the type of game it is. But, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what we're looking at. And the winner uh, will receive a, 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 a gift card to the uh, service of their choice, get video game service of their choice, whether it's steam or Epic, you know, and it'll be enough to cover the purchase of a game. So so uh, yeah, and that's that's like a standard edition game. I know how y'all are. So it's going to be around you know seventy seventy or something dollars. So just calm down, y'all. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, uh, I'm really excited to see. I, I I hope you know that you guys post some more picks. It's it's been really fun. 
looking through and seeing and seeing everybody's uh, seeing everybody's picks. So you know, please, you know, come on, let us know. But that's that's all for me. All right. Of course, our show is a no go without Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. But you might also know him as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on? I've been maximizing my gaming dollar. Um, I did go, you know, even though we talk so much ish on GameStop, I'm still going to GameStop. So you don't talk you that know. much ish on them. I I talk the most ish, but yeah. But no, I think you're still a loyal, uh, a loyal, you know, customer. So that's fine. Yeah, you know. I, I talk to my local staff and they're good, you know. It's like my my home store, you know. It's it's I'm like down <laughs> the call like, oh, this is my home store, you know, you know, <laughs> so on and so forth. But I know the manager quite well, you know. I I feel for him. He has like two stores. He's always bouncing back and forth. They make all these poor managers manage two stores instead of one, and so he's especially during the holidays, he's like going to um, a local town. Um, Madeira, he has other stores in Madeira, so he's always driving Yeesh. back and forth between Madeira and Fresno. Uh, and uh, then I'm talking to him, and like, you know, his uh, mom has cancer, and he was talking about, you know, all the struggles about him trying to help out his dad and all this other stuff. So, you know, I, I get to where to, I, I'm like, you know, I have a relationship with some of the people at GameStop on there, you know, and so it's kind of cool, good stuff, but, uh, I wound up, I uh, traded a bunch of games. I was looking through my physical game collection and just kind of decided I didn't need as much horror games as I, like, was accumulating, you know, because I hadn't been playing them, even though I'd been buying, like, uh, Dark Pictures Anthology and stuff like The Quarry. And, you know, I love that. I, like, bought the whole, like, uh, super massive, like, you know, you know, uh, you know, anthology as far as what they developed and i haven't even played until dawn which is considered like their coup de gras you know to get them started doing all these like you know episodic horror games if need be so so uh gamestop had a 50 percent trade in boost so i pretty much uh, just uh took advantage you know I, I bought stuff like goat simulator 3 which i'm just like okay why the hell do i have this kind of thing you know i think we've all been there probably so no <laughs> yes we have you kind of buy a game and you're like, this looks kind of good. Maybe I should buy it. It's cheap, so what's the harm? Yeah. Yeah, what is the harm? You know, just another box on the shelf. So, yeah. And, you know, I think buying physically in a way it's better than buying digitally because of the fact that if you wind up like not ever using it, it's like all other thing in a nutshell. But, uh, you know, um, my thing is I got this credit now. I'm not going to look to go and buy like a bunch of $70 games and just not play them. I got other games in my backlog. I still have here though. So I'm going to try to use the credit wisely versus, you know, just either I'll pick up a couple steam cards, you know, PSN cards, pick up some games on sale if need be, but you know, coming in, you know, we're, we're kind of approaching the new year and, you know, we do have the rolling credits. It seems like I never contribute. So, I'm always on the service tip, on the service game tips, but, you know, we'll see. Moving forward, you know, for next year as far as, you know, tackling some of my backlog, getting my Steam Deck going up and rolling, you know, firing up my PlayStation VR 2 like I've joked around for months on, on end over here, you know. I'm sure you'll do it at some point. Yeah, I'm getting all the smoke over there on the GH radio in the defense, too, so it's just it's fun. So... But uh, that's pretty much what I've been up to, man. Just, uh, you know, trying to stay busy during this Christmas season, too, you know. So, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how you been, Kev? Well, I've been doing all right. Um, just working, working at working at work and working at home. So that's that's really all I have been. Uh, that's really all I have been up to. So, and that will be quite evident when we get to the playlist, which, as usual, is always our first topic on our docket. Coming up right now is the playlist. All right, so for a change, I'll go first. What have I been playing? I've been playing really nothing. Uh, <laughs> I've been working. Uh, wow. The only thing that I that I did do is uh, hung out with the uh, Jabroni Chief Saturday this past Saturday. Checked out Godzilla minus one. Excellent film. Excellent. Fantastic. Film. It is. Um, you don't really think of. When you think of Godzilla, you don't really think of of gripping story. You just usually just think of, you know, 30, 30 story tall monsters duking it out, which is completely fine. But Godzilla minus one takes the human element and which is normally just really dumb or irritating in regular Godzilla movies and just cranks it up to 20. It's 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 really well acted it is uh, it is uh, subtitled, so for those who uh, typically are not used to it, that might be something you might have to uh, get used to during the course of the film. But I still say it is well worth watching. Fantastic movie. It's actually yeah. the best movies I've seen this year at the theater, which I haven't yeah. been to a whole lot, but it's, it's, it's probably the best one I've seen this year. My thing too. It's just my second time I've seen it, and I was like, I hate to say it, it's like, you know, I was fighting back, crying a few times, and it's Don't kind of funny seeing, seeing that, that second time. But it's like I already knew what the beads were, and it's like it's still kind of even weighed even more of a heavier like impact because of the fact of just seeing the characters go through um, your individual like you know agony and torment and that kind of thing you know given the fact of what what went on in the film and so on and so forth so yeah you know, yeah very relatable so definitely see it in the theater if you can the sound system it was a good sound system because when his theme starts woo, and when he does his roar and the scenes with the uh his heat breath you know was just fantastic just it's a really good movie very yeah. good yeah, first time I saw it, I saw an IMAX, and man, oh man, oh man. Even Ooh. though, you know, what we saw on our our turn, Kev, was still good. I mean, you mm. know, you can't really, I mean, you know, you know, a screen like that, you know, even on a regular screen is still quite, quite excellent, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was fantastic. But that's going to do it for my week. So, uh, Des, what you been up to? What have I been into? Um, so I've been actually playing a lot of uh, a lot of games. Um, <clears throat> still trying to get ready for my my uh, Xbox uh, experiment. Exile. Exile experiment. You know what you want to call it. You know, still trying. So um, I started looking at games. I'm still working on, you know, the hypothesis about it um about it because i want to actually do a, a a scientific as scientific as i can get kind of uh, e- explanation 
of my findings. So, so when I start, I'll let you all know, and then we can kind of go from there. Yeah, uh, I got the X. Are you going to get the X? I'm not. Or, or, I'm not. I think okay. one of the things is I'm going to be. I'm going to be uh, thinking not of not even a Costco state. rental. Nope. I'm thinking I'm going to do it as a as the part of part of the experiment is 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 this is a device that gets you access to to Game Pass on to get you access to Game Pass and and the the thing is supposed to be that Game Pass is you know the best value in gaming so so your your entry to this thing is this is this Xbox S without a disc you know, and so now we're going to see if Xbox really or if uh, Game Pass really is, you know, the best value in gaming. Um, I think that's what I'm going to be going for. So I'll give you a few metrics when I when I finish writing it down. And then uh, Joe's going to be along for the ride. Um, I think I'll use Joe as my control. Um, so so we'll see uh, his thoughts as well. Um so I'll have yeah. Kev come and no. take my like AC cords for my PlayStation away that way I'm not like hanging out in incognito mode or something. I trust you. I trust I know, you I know. To, to do what you're supposed to do. It's only four months. So. I trust you. I trust you. So <laughs> uh so uh some of the games I've been playing on my Xbox, uh definitely Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. I'm playing that with Joe, Goonie, and Kev. Um, and it's a pretty fun little game. Like I, I, we haven't, we're still doing the, the first level, the, the, the first, um, level type of, uh, missions. So there, the repetitive is not getting there yet. I'm not there yet. Is it being for it being feeling like it's repetitive? I think there's enough variation, you know, in the maps, that way it looks a little bit different because it's weird. Like you, you, you're all going the same way. But because it's 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 linear, but it's not linear at the same time. I mean, that's kind of a weird statement. But but there's little cracks, uh, nooks and crannies you can go into as you're going to the to to the way you're supposed to be going. So so I'm I've really been enjoying it um, as playing, and I think I think you know Joe and Goonies uh, exp- uh, enjoying it too. Joe's going to talk more about it in his playlist section, but but I'm really enjoying it. Um, I do not want to make this the only game that I play. Uh, so I've also been looking at other games to play. Another game that I'm going to be playing is Grim Dawn. Again, Grim Dawn is by the folks that made um, Titan uh, Titan Quest and all their expansions and everything. And it's it's a really great game. You know, it takes everything that Titan that made Titan Quest great, and it just kind of like dials it up to 10 so if you have access to that game make sure that you play it now this is a game that is not on games pass it's not on game pass so um joe actually bought it and is sharing it with me so so that i don't know if that's going to count towards it but but i will take the its value in consideration when doing my final kind of tally but fantastic game if you have an xbox and you have the ability to to buy it you really should. It is really good. A really, really good game. And I look forward to playing it with Joe. Uh, back on the PlayStation side, I started up, uh, still playing my time at Sand Rock. Fun little, you know, sort of cozy little game. I put it on and just chill out and build stuff for people. I think the, the story really hasn't opened up that much, but I am 
getting to the point now where I'm able to make most things. Um, and I, I, I have done the combat and the combat while simple is still pretty good. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what else Sandrock has to offer. Another weird game that I started playing is uh, Disco Elysium. Uh, that is a very strange game. It's a, it's a head scratcher. You know, you start off as a like aside from the 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 pseudo seventies uh, British look to it, sort of you know this kind of I don't know the the palette is very very interesting and to see everything move and to and to you know work together because there's no combat it's all done all of all of the 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 stuff that you get like experience and everything is due to your detective skills because you're you're a cop and and it's funny like you wake up out of this stupor and you're having this sort of existential like dream that's happening you're not sure if it's real or not and it's just really kind of kind of crazy and and then you wake up and you you basically you know have to find all your clothes you have to get dressed you know and then you depending on how it, it's all based on how you act in the game like are you are you a you know a very boisterous person who's always you know, friendly? Are you a, you know, brooding type of person? And then the world will will react to certain ways and you can build your character out like that. So that way, if you roll to be brutish to somebody in your interrogation, you will be more successful versus being a good guy. It's very interesting in like the, the how it's playing with the psyche and stuff. I think people who really liked um, games like Alan Wake or or games where it's a little bit more of a head scratcher will really enjoy this game. It's very, very interesting. Um, but again, you have to be okay with sort of a point and click narrative driven story because there is there is a narrator and you have no idea and like the narrator is it, it's like you're it's like you're watching a movie or reading a book and the narrator is basically giving you more more uh, meat um, or the narrator is helping you interpret what's happening and then how you how you decide to react to what the narrator is telling you you know can change how the persons the people deal with you it's a very it's a very interesting game I'm gonna stick with it I know it gets a little kind of out there uh, but it's supposed to be a really good game and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it again it is a you know, three quarter view, you know, top down and you kind of run around and you have to move the L, the, uh, the, the, the right stick to kind of interact with stuff and by pressing X and then, you know, some other stuff. So it's, it's a, it's a very interesting game and they don't, they don't really hold your hand at all in it. So I think John BT would really enjoy it, you know, if it's not too slow for him. Um, and then the last game that I played, which is completely different than than Disco Elysium, is Fairy Fencer F Advent Dark Force. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> so Fairy Fencer F came out a long time ago, and then there was a uh, it was re-released on PS4 with the Advent Dark Force uh, 
expansions and some other stuff that made it really, really nicer, high defer and everything. And it is a it is a Wafu anime series in game form. It is crazy. Like the protagonist, his name is Fang. He is a slacker. He does not want to be the chosen one. All he wants to do is eat. You know, like you literally get thrown in. Like the, you start off your your partner, who is this fairy, you know, wakes saves you from jail because you stole some bread because you were hungry. This guy's constantly hungry, and it's he has no he doesn't want to help you know save the world. All he wants to do is eat and do his own thing, and it's it's hilarious. Because, like, the, it's kind of a meta joke, too. It seems like sometimes some people are in on the joke, and sometimes they're not. And so his partner is this fairy, and there are these weapons called furies. And the, and the furies are, are, are the weapons that he wields in order to fight. And uh, the fairy, that he has a really close friend that's his partner, is his fairy. And the fairy jumps into the sword and it powers up the sword. And then at given times, he's able to fuse with his fairy to become an even stronger person. So he even jokes that you have to say uh, fair eyes, you know, to become, you know, to, to join forces. You have to say fair eyes. But, <laughs> but he's like, shouldn't I say henshin or something? Wouldn't that be easier? <laughs> Because henshin in Japanese means transform, so so it's just so even it even knows that it's kind of silly, and it's a very silly game. The game looks fun. It's a it's your typical anime kind of you know fair. I don't think the story is going to be too serious unless it has a huge tonal shift towards the end. But the thing that's really saving it is the combat. The combat is so good so what's weird about it and i think that it's funny kev i think that you would actually like this it is a real-time turn-based strategy so it's a real-time turn-based game meaning when you when you encounter someone you either have to swing your sword and have a preemptive strike or you get ambushed because you basically see each other on the game field and you run towards each other. And if you swing before they're fully aware, you get you get preemptive strike. And if you don't swing or you're blindsided, you get ambushed. So and then when you go into the arena, it's like um it's sort of like a tails kind of thing. But instead of them acting on their own, you run up to them and then uh, you hit the X button, and then you can decide if you want to do an attack or do a move or or do like a special or something like that. But the cool thing about it is they execute each move so fast that it it doesn't seem like you're waiting at all. So I you I really got lost in the combat. It's really the combat is really fun, um, and running around and and if you position yourself behind someone, you do a little bit more damage and. You know, I've only gotten one other person in the party, so I don't know how the party system works. I think you're supposed to switch off with somebody. You can switch switch off with them. Um, so it's only it's only ever one person on the on this on this field of battle. So, um, but yeah, it's actually a pretty fun little game. Um, it's super cheap right now. I think it was like five bucks for the game. Like if you like anime and you like you know silly wafu, like this girl that I met. You know the 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 first the the first um like 
partner that I met, not the, the fairy, but the other person, um, she basically, you have to find, so you have to find all these different, uh, fairies, <coughs> excuse me, and, and, uh, furies. So you have to find different fairies, which are the, the little fairies that are scattered around the world. And then you have to find the furies, which are weapons that are scattered across the world, mm-hmm. you know, and then you find that's, that's your quest, you know, and if you find all of them, you'll, you'll wake up the goddess and she can banish the evil guy and blah, blah, blah. But the first girl that I met and other people can, and other people can wield these, these swords or these, or these, these furies that have fairies attached to them. And the first one that I met was this girl and she's like insane. It's, it's, she's so silly. She's like, the first time you meet her, she's like, Oh, you know, would you like to have some tea? And you're like, okay. And so Fang, who is just like complete, you know, ego. He's just like, sure, I'll have some tea. It's great, you know, because it's always thinking with the stomach. And his partner's all like, "What are you doing? Stop that!" And and the girl like paralyzes him, you know. And he's like, he's like, "What did you do that for?" And he's like, "Because I'm I'm here to take this, you know, because all these other fencers, you know, are hunting for these fairies too." And he didn't he just didn't think that she would do it. And you know, you have to save her later. And then she's like, you know, oh my god. I cannot, I'm so happy that you came. Like, I need servants. You you both will be my servants. And he's like, no. And she's like, yes, I'll feed you. And he's like, okay. And it's just like the dialogue. And then like, and like his, his fairy is like, what are you doing? This woman tried to kill you. And he's like, but she has food. You know? it's, just, it's just the silliest game. But again, the, the, the effects look pretty good. You know, it's it's it doesn't take us too self too seriously. It seems like I'm probably going to be able to get through it relatively quickly. It's it's a it's a fun little game. So I I didn't think that I would like it, but but it's yeah. it's fun. Yeah, I was getting confused because when you were telling me you were playing it, but you're playing the older game. Yeah, there was like a sequel that came out this yeah. year called Fairy Fencer F for Francord. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's, that's the more next of a one. tactical RPG. So yeah, that's the that's the next one. So I got this one because. I got it got really good reviews uh, for this for this particular uh, version that is the enhanced version from the original. Yeah, yeah that new one I haven't played the new one, and I think but I think it's on sale too. So I don't know. Yeah, but, the physical's super cheap at GameStop, so if you want me to keep an eye out for you, I can. So it's like yeah. I think twelve fifty for the PS4 version, and I think twenty five bucks for the PS5. I mean, so. at this point, I, I don't. I'm gonna have to look up and see how different the the the, the combat is, but. At this point, this combat is solid. It's solid. It's a sol- It's a solid game. It's silly, you know. And if you've played a, if you've played a, a tales game, then you, then you're familiar with the combat. Or if you, if you played like a, yeah, a tales game, then you're probably fine with the combat or a mana game or whenever you, whenever you have to run up to someone to initiate combat and then do your moves. But it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun so far. So definitely check it out. But uh, that's all that I've been playing. You know, that that leaves the Jabroni. So, Jabroni, what have you been playing besides Warhammer 40K Dark Tide? Oh, yeah, 40, yeah, 40K Dark Tide. I mean, pretty much I rolled with the um, soldier. Was it a soldier? What's the character class? I'm... It's the veteran. Veteran. There you go. It's same the same thing. thing. Yeah. So got that uh, up to level 11. You know, there, I, I get frustrated sometimes because I want to play this game like a shooter. But it's like. It's funny that you go into the ma- in the menu and the main weapon is your melee weapon and the yep. secondary weapon is the gun. And so much as I insist on shooting or trying to shoot everyone, especially when mobs are coming, you got to you make Shotgun. sure. Yeah, 
And maybe shotgun would be a good choice for me. Uh, maybe yeah. it's a point that I need to just learn how to melee a little bit better, you know, and uh, not take so much damage, you know. Um, um, blocking is fun. Yeah, blocking is something to where I learned, been learning uh, that I could push off a bunch of enemies at once and then start slashing like a son of a bitch afterwards mm. on there just to take multiple enemies down at once, especially if I have a, like a longer type weapon, you know, it just depends if it's a knife, sword, or uh, what other, other uh, melee weapons I have available on there. You know, I, I think I initially tried a shovel and then want to get another shovel to use with the veteran on there so and take a look at that now i might even take a look at the other two classes i know from what you were telling me des that the game does reward you for uh using all four character classes if need be that so, is correct i know yeah. that goonie goonie is loving his ogre and his big old you know hulking guy but but yeah i think it i think if you i think if you get pretty far on the on the game with one one with one character it gets much it gets much easier for the other characters i think so because then you have because all of your money is shared shared account wide so all of your all of your uh folks have access to it so so that's kind of cool yeah i kind of wish in a way i mean i know why they limit it but i would love to change weapons on the flyer have a little bit more but it's not that type of game it's not where i'm gonna have to retool and carry a bunch of different weapons around and that kind of thing nope you know it's <clears throat> just you know re-engineer your stats change your weapon up if need be and go 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 yeah go i think you it, so. i think you um well it really depends on the type of character that you want to play you know if you if you want to be you know a shooter i think you're playing the right the right character you know and if you want to do like a more you know shooter you know type of type of play i think the veteran is great for you it's just I yeah think you just i might find a, i might think about the magic weapon. class you know because of the fact they're that even magic, harder oh really Yes, because you have to you have to manage a thing called peril. So you just don't. So basically, every time you use a skill, a little number goes up percentage wise, and then and then then you have to pull back, and then you have to vent your 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 peril. So uh, because you can't just run in and start you know tearing everybody up. You have to. It's a it's a high risk high reward kind of a play style, which. Which is kind of, I mean, it's fun, but at the same time, it's a lot of micromanaging because you have to, you have to be conscious of of what powers uh, raise, you know, uh, your your peril by 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 a percentage or not. Because like, if you do like the normal the normal attack, it's like it's like a smaller peril. But if you do like a main attack, it'll go up. And if you get to a hundred percent peril, you explode and you die. So. So you just have to weigh it out, <laughs> you know. So, but, but so basically, magic, magic, and and um, magic in 40k comes from a place called the warp, and the warp is it it it's a corruption. Have you ever seen the movie um, Event Horizon? You know yeah. where where the you know the the, the place where the, the the ship goes to. And it comes back. That's kind of like the warp. The warp is like hell, you know, for for lack of a better word. And the people who use psionics or a warp touched, they tap into the warp to to basically warp reality and do stuff. But it comes at a cost, and that's the peril because you know you're not supposed to be able to do that. You know, only the god emperor can do that because he's pure, 
body and of heart and all that other stuff. So, so that's what peril is. And so you, if you get too much of it, you, and without venting it, you explode and someone has to come and res you. So that's the risk and reward, but, but there are different, you know, perks that you can get that will help you vent faster, you know, to help you, you know, take, or, you know, take less, you know, um, uh, peril, you know, so, so that's what you have to do with certain certain things. You know, the, the, the game really opens up. They say after level 10, the game really kind of opens up because then you have your two you have your two base skills. Um, and then you really kind of get to see what the classes are really like. So that's why I'm trying to play every class to about 10. And then I can decide which one I want to kind of main um, as I move on. So that might be something you want to do, but... You know, yeah. there's also builds that you can look out for, for if you want to be a shooter, a shooter or something. I mean, it just all depends on what you want to do, you know, and really and really look over the um, the class specific um, uh, perks because it'll tell you what you like. It'll 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 tell you what you want, you know, and yeah, you know, yeah. do more damage, you know, at range or this and that. So you just got to look at what you want and then kind of find something that works better for you. Good deal. I'm still kind of feeling that way out. I'm uh, yeah. still playing Division Two, of course. It's story of my life um, on there, so I'm playing that with uh, mainly Goonie. I know John B. T. said he's like kind of um, thinking about maybe moving on to other stuff on here. So me and Goonie are uh, going to clear up a few ancillary uh, stuff with Washington D.C. and then move on to the Warlords of New York expansion. I know we did a Pentagon mission, I think Friday night. Uh, or was it last night? I think it might have been last night. Yeah, we're um, you know we're just trying to you know get the last few missions, uh, at least uh, some of the seasonal content that dropped uh, later on in subsequent years on the division two, and then because uh, once Warlords starts, you know pretty much you're in you're in New York for a while. So you, know, you really uh, are. Not that's a bad thing, but no, yeah, because there's like five bureau, boroughs to really go and, and try to conquer on the map, and it's almost, in a way, uh, the warlords seem like it's it's almost like standalone game in a way, you know. So, so definitely something where you know, even though it's going to be my second time into that particular content, it's still been very, you know, just like. Uh, you know, it's just like having hot cocoa or something. You know, it's like I don't, I wouldn't say shooting shooting uh, perps in the face is like comforting if need be, but you know, it is a game mechanic that you know I can ease back into. And you know, once Division Three comes back, I'll definitely be in there like you know, like white on rice on that. So, but uh, other than that, no, that's all I've been playing this past week. I do have Assassin's Creed Mirage from the Fresno County Library, so I'm looking to try to at least get a feel for that game and i own i can't renew it so it's, i think i have three weeks with it so i'll see what i could do with it i'll talk about it in the next episode of the show so all right sounds good sounds good um for for mirage for mirage you saying that they won't let you extend the uh rental of that well, you know, normally a library they let you have it for I think 21 days. So oh, okay. Most okay. most game gameplay you know games you get from the library, especially if it's a more considered a new release, they don't let you renew the game. But I could always go ask at the counter just in case if anyone else has a hold on it. If they someone else has a hold on it, then I obviously I need to let that next person have to be courteous and have them 
the ability to be able to, you know, obviously uh, check out the game if need be. If no one else has a hold on it, I could easily renew it again if need be, if I need longer with it or I want to play it longer than the three weeks I have. So, okay. So it kind of works that way, you know, and, you know, I could easily go out and buy this, but it's kind of cool. Like, you know, I've kind of missed game rental rentals through Redbox and or, you know, back in the day, back in the nineties, where you're able to check out a game if need be. And, and the thing about when you rent a game or check out a game like this, it's, it gives you a kind of a window to where, okay, I'm going to try to beat this in this period of time, you know, or, you know, concentrate on this that way. You know, I could experience this game for what it is within the time constraints of the, uh, you know, the checkout period, if need be. So it kind of gives an idea from there. I almost wish virtually that they're able to allow you to check out a, like a digital copy or something. That would be kind of cool. So. Mm-hmm. All right. They definitely check out County Library if, if you listeners haven't uh, done so, because a lot of them do offer uh, games. They have movies, books, you know, all sorts of things you know lots of like you know stuff that you would normally get from services like amazon prime would be at your county library too all available if you pay property taxes especially you know (laughs) you know it's not like it's really quote unquote free just like the games on game pass are not quote unquote free you are paying for it so So same thing (laughs) with your county library services Mm -hmm. yeah so you are paying it through your taxes so all right that's uh, something to definitely consider next time we're out and out, out and about. Before we make that purchase, might just stop by your local library. That's a great idea. Yeah. So that's going to bring. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I could give you the deets if need be offline. So. Okay. All right. That's going to move us to our next topic on the docket. That being the main event. All right, Diz, you got the mic, bro. Alrighty, <clears throat> so for our main event, we are going to talk about the Game Awards! So, so we're not really going to have a question this week, we're just going to talk about what, what happened. And it was very awesome that we were able to have a full house uh, of folks, I think we got up to about, I want to say eight people, uh, all watching together um, and, you know, talking about everything under the sun as far as gaming and it was a really really fun time was had by a fun time was had by all so the two major things that i wanted to uh, address were the bets that were made so uh, because (laughs) because you know of small-minded people i will not say who what uh, Monster Hunter now was not considered a Monster Hunter re- full Monster Hunter release, I guess, because it's not on consoles. So, and with the announcement of Monster Hunter Wilds, it looks like a proper Monster Hunter game for consoles will not be released until 2025, meaning that unfortunately, your boy has lost. Uh, the uh, the Tapanyaki bet. So I I concede. <laughs> I am conceding to you. You know, Jabroni. Chief. Oh, you're not you're not gonna hold out hope that Capcom's gonna secretly like ho ho no. ho. <laughs> no, I am not. Although I still think that um, pre-orders had... come with a Saturn. <laughs> I do believe that had 
uh, we counted Monster Hunter. Now I would be one. I would have won, and I think no. It's, we're at the, oh, at the context of the episode. That's not a real Monster Hunter game. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Bias. Bias. <laughs> I stand. I stand. Mobile game stand. Fine. I I I I concede. I concede. You know, sir. Once once he announced. You know, Monster Hunter Wilds, which I think is a really cool name. You know, um, it made me really kind of uh, excited for the news. I was very much like, wow. Um, but Wilds to me means means one thing. Shared open world. Meaning um, there will be one hub and then you go out into the world. There will and you'll get like a quest and it'll and you'll basically like the whole loading times where you go different regions and stuff like that. Uh uh. I think it's literally going to be one ginormous playing field and you basically go in and at the northern northern top, there's going to be, you know, uh, uh, snow and whatever towards the south is going to be, you know, more tropical. Hmm. You know, I think I seriously I think it's going to be one giant open world and you you and your party of friends are going to go in there and you're going to just run around and and i think you're going to be able to party up with people that you meet while out in the wilds to take on to take on um to take on uh monsters that are already out there the reason i say this is because think about it it is only it is only natural that Monster Hunter would move to this way for that way they just have one giant open arena that they can just kind of drop in little tidbits. They can release a new creature into the wild. Oh my God, this new, this, the, the, the harang or whatever it is, is up in the north. So you have to get in, you have to go up to the north or something. I mean, there, there might be fast travels to get there, you know, unless you don't, uh, if you don't want to, you know, run all the way up there. But, um, I believe this is the way it's going to be. It's going to be a a sand an open world sandbox type of game where people can drop in and out and do stuff. Um, and they're just gonna they're just going to keep updating that sandbox. Um, and I don't want to I, I I dare to use the word I dare to use the word gas, but um, it seems like for the longevity of monster hunter this might be what they're thinking about mm. that's that's my thoughts given given how successful final fantasy uh uh 14 is uh i think that's the one the the one the one that's the mmo you know and 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 how popular this is think about it you know you would cut your costs your, your production costs and and like astronomical if you just give one large area and then you just release more content updates to it i know that sounds bad but as long as it's as long as it is as long as it is of a minimal you know financial gain and financial burden to the to the player base this might not be a bad a bad thing or if they have free events and, and they and they actually give people stuff you know. Yeah, they will. I mean, you kind of consider uh, all the support they have for their previous games, and it's all 
mainly been for free unless it's like the major expansions if need be on there um they said that the uh game does feature a new level of creatures and ecosystems uh, and you know obviously people are starting to break down the trailer step by step on oh this. yeah people want water you know there might be some water in there possibly See, that's, the, that's the thing you know and if and and if they have an ecosystem that they're working within within that sandbox <clears throat> it, it might be easier to add water at a later date yeah you know underwater my, adventure type stuff my only reluctance with all this though is uh, looking at the systems the game's being released for there is an xbox series s version of the game see so. that again there have been open world games on the xbox series s um i just do not know i just do not know how that's going to look i i i i shudder to think what it would look like on on the s or 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 if they're able to give a a a a higher res version to the folks that are on the X and the PS5, that is my hope. We'll have to see. Kevin, any impre- um, overall like takes on Monster Hunter World at all? Um, it looks good. I'm definitely interested. A couple of things. I would like the your mount to be a little bit more useful not only in uh terrain traversal but also in combat yeah it would be nice if you could uh, if if there was some more options with regards to that i mean i know they did that a little bit in uh rise but and i think there was some i think there was some good um some interesting things that your mount was able to do depending on whether you had the 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 little kitty person or the uh, the wolf uh, the pat the palico or the or the wolf um, I'm hoping that they can build upon that I definitely want to see the palicos come back um, probably the only other thing that I would mention that 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 I would like to see is maybe another weapon. Um, I don't know. I have no idea what that could be. I but I would like to see a new weapon type never seen before in a Monster Hunter game brought into brought into Wilds. I think that would be really interesting. You still keep the the ones that are there before, but add at least one new one. I think that would be that'd be really good. Yeah, I I think that's a really good. I think that's a really good thought too. You know, but again. We have a whole year, yeah. and possibly year and a half, because it probably won't come out until the summertime um, yeah. to speculate about what's going to happen and and get excited as this hype train kind of like gets a gets a rolling. But I'm excited. I got to be honest. I'm not enthused about a games as a service for Monster Hunter. I'm not. I mean, I guess technically you can say all the one the ones since World kind of sort of were, but. Ah, it, it's, it's not. It's it's not going to be a mobile game. So it, yeah. if 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 they were going to do service, they're probably going to dip into Android and iOS, especially yeah. for the Asian market. So the platforms it's scheduled to be released for, <laughs> it's going to be a full you know seventy dollar game in my estimation, and then yeah. Oh, yeah. get Definitely. get a long content afterwards. Oh and, yeah. yeah, yeah, and they'll yeah, probably I, I, work off of it. So. I think I think the the 
the the content I think has already been been stated. That's normally what they do, you know. So I don't think there's going to be any change to that. I just think the whole thing about it being different regions and stuff like that on a on separate maps. I just don't think that's going to be a thing. I think it's just going to be a giant open world, which I think is really kind of cool. And I would love to see other people um, on on the in the area with you. So like the whole thing is like an instance of maybe like 20, 20 hunters, <clears throat> you know, and like and like your friends, you know, can can be in there with like you know sixteen other people or whatever, you know, that you can all you know team up, take down a larger monster or something like something fun like that. I think would be really kind of fun. But but um but yeah that that was that was the one of the 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 one of the mentions that are announcements that really got us, you know, super, super pumped. You know, I, I don't even mind that I'm, I have to get Joe Toppenyaki. I actually like Toppenyaki too, so it's fine. Um, but, you know, once you're, but, but, but you can't keep a good, a, a good, a, a, a good guy down because at, at the end of the show, I was vindicated. I was vindicated because <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3 won Game of the Year. If you've been following, and if you've been following, uh, following us, you know that we had a burger bet about Baldur's Gate, you know. And, uh, yeah, I think Baldur's Gate, you know, definitely deserved to be, you know, Game of the Year, given, given everything that it did, um, right and wrong. You know, I think some of the, I guess, uh, the last... The last arc still has a little bit of tweaks that, that they need to make on it, but but yeah, everything that you were able to do and to play that game, you know, in different ways and have different lines of dialogue and just just being able to do all of that and, and to be done by such a compact team was is is fantastic. So I will be getting my burger, you know, I will be getting my burger. And then it was funny, uh, Joe. Well, Joe Early was talking about we could all go to Sizzler. Because we can get a burger there, we can get a steak there, and, and unfortunately, <laughs> it's a salad bar and not a tapenaki chef. Because if that's what we should open up, you know, a giant restaurant that does, you know, steak, tapenaki, you know, and burgers. <laughs> well, God. technically, I mean, most steakhouses have decent burgers. So when we sell the steak bet next week, next weekend, when you're in town, mm-hmm. we could easily settle the burger bet at the same time. So one-stop mm-hmm. shop. So. Mm-hmm. No, maybe no. I, I want I want I want something gourmet. I want a gourmet burger. Burger, you know? gourmet burger from a steakhouse it sounds gourmet to me, sir. So okay, maybe we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. So no, not, not yeah. a steak, steakhouse like Sizzler. If if you're no listeners not familiar with Sizzler, Sizzler's like basically uh, like you know if uh, Golden Corral you consider like Golden Corral like quality. So it's weird. I kind of remember it being like. I kind of think of it like, like more of like a three calendars almost, but just yeah. a little less. You know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, thank God Happy Steak's not around. So anyway, uh, so yeah, the the big winner was um, Baldur's Gate three. If you were paying attention, you know, you probably could have guessed that. But you know, that was really kind of fun. So yeah. So how did you feel about the whole like uh, thing about? You know, they were uh, accepting the, the uh, game of the year. Uh, the everyone from Larian was up on stage, and they're queuing up that like music to please wrap it up. Oh, that's <laughs> within like I think a half a minute. Just, I think that's just indicative of of every award show. You're gonna have that. I mean, that's. <clears throat> I think it's 
that's just you expect that to happen at any at any award show like it would be funny if, if they didn't do that so but yeah i mean they can release a statement later saying hey we won great you know and that's fine you, you come up there you say your thank yous and you get off the stage you know i get it you know some people work really hard on this stuff and they really want to have their time in the sun but at the same time you know you you have times you know for a reason when things end and begin and stop and start and stuff like that so I can understand. Yeah. I think the that. thing that rubbed people the wrong way is that one of their key people passed away during the development. Yeah, they didn't. And they, didn't they, did they were, I, they were right when I think it was right when, when they were talking about that. They're telling them to wrap it up. I think that's what rubbed people the wrong way. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I agree. With otherwise, you. I would say, you know, oh yeah, okay, it's time to get on, get on with the getting on. Time is money, money is time. But I think that particular that that particular uh, award due to the fact that somebody key in the project had passed away during the development really just kind of hit yeah. people, hit a wrong note with folk. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But again, but you saw it a lot happening with people, you know, talking and, and, and giving their, you know, their, their thank yous. But yeah, I, I, I think that was, that was a bit more egregious, you know, um, than normal. I guess so but <clears throat> with that i'm going to turn it over to uh jabroni chief uh who's going to go through some uh, some announcements and a little bit a few of the uh the winners uh to talk about uh during the game awards so take it away joe all right good deal so yeah um so baldur's gate did kind of wrap up a lot of the uh, most coveted uh awards so obviously they won game of the year they also won uh, awards for best performance, best community support, best RPG, best multiplayer, and players' voice awards as well. So, so quite a bit. Six six of the awards it was nominated for, it won. Uh, Alan Wake Two also got nominated for eight prizes, and they won three awards: uh, best game direction, best art direction, best narrative. On their um, other main categories, um, best. Score and music was won by Final Fantasy 16. Uh, best audio design was won by Hi-Fi Rush. Um, also, to let's see here, uh, games for Impact was won by Chia. Best ongoing game for whatever reason, we kind of wrinkled that eye. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, which is not really an online yeah. multiplayer <laughs> no sense. game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, ah, best community support obviously went to Baldur's Gate 3. Destiny 2 was on that list, and a lot of people were just like, okay. What? <laughs> After all the um, <coughs> torment at Bungie uh, within the last few months, kind of ironic. Uh, Dave the Diver did not win best indie. Uh, went to see a star, you know, with all that controversy because Dave the Diver was really um, developed by uh basically a um, major corporation that um god what's the name of that chinese corporation that's all tencent tencent, tencent yeah tencent mm-hmm. actually funded that particular studio so 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 you know sea of stars did one yeah i need to go play that i know desi probably played a little bit of it you know but, i have not yeah i have not i've watched a lot of gameplay of it though yeah it might be it's a game pass you know, maybe I'll have to pass the time on uh, our month of Xbox by playing that. But uh, 
take a look at that. So best mobile game went to Honkai Star Rail, which is kind of cool, you know, even though there's a console version of that. Um, best VR AR game went to Resident Evil Village VR mode, which barely just came out this past week. I don't know how everything was so close on that. So, um, and then best action game went to Armor Core 6. Um, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom won best action slash adventure game. Best RPG went to Baldur's Gate. Uh, best fighting game went to Street Fighter 6. And look at these damn games they put in this damn category God of Rock. Uh, Nickelodeon <laughs> All Star Brawl 2, <laughs> Pocket Bravery. Come on, get out of here with this. Crap. It's like you know. Hey, people, people voted on that stuff. You know, yeah, this is just, a, they're just struggling, and that's like you know, I, I I hate to say it, but I love fighting games, but you know, yeah, slim um, pickings. It's slim pickings, yeah. I mean, you know, is is uh, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl 2 uh, like Evo tested, Evo approved? You know, it's not kicks. <laughs> Ask for damn sure, you know, get that crap off. Come on. So, so a lot of these other um, categories were kind of left to the pre-show, you know, so love the fact they still include all these, like, you know, best esports event, best, uh, you know, uh, esports team. And that's all pre-show stuff. And they blast through this stuff like, you know, tomorrow, you know, so. Uh, Best family game went to Super Mario Brothers Wonder, best sim strategy game. Uh, Pikmin 4, which, you know, very light in that strategy. So um, best sports racing with the Forza Motorsport, even with all the bugs and everything with that title, you know. Um, so pretty much, uh, yeah. Uh, they had also best adaptation. So like, you know, a game properly taken into another medium. And so Last of Us deservedly won that on there. Um, most anticipated game, which is just basically uh, – marketing's wet dream was final fantasy 7 rebirth on there so gotta feel bad for the other games in that category even star wars outlaws did not you know get that most anticipated uh uh title if need be i'm kind of curious how close everything was on that so but uh, that kind of concluded at least the awards section of the game awards on there so we kind of move on to what the you know, Jeff Keighley always wants to focus on and it has to do with all the announcements. So that's why you watch it. You know, mm-hmm. it's marketing, marketing, marketing. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, one of the things they talked about here, Final Fantasy 16 has story DLC coming out. So it's uh, called uh, Echoes of the Fallen and then the Rising Tide. And, and they did shadow drop that content. That content came out the day uh, night of the show. So uh, Echoes of the Fallen adds a new story quest that's available after unlocking Origin as a destination on the world map and completes the quest where's there, where there's a will and priceless. So it talks about that. So you can purchase that now for 10 bucks on PSN. On there, uh, the second story expansion, The Rising Tide, will be released in 2024 of spring. On there, um, if you do buy the expansion pass, you'll be able to get a discount price of $24.99 on there. I believe the um, the Rising Tide will cost $20, so I think you get 5 bucks off if you pick up uh, the season pass if need be on there. Um, but they said, actually, the Rising Tide hasn't been individually priced yet, so that's my assumption. I'm thinking it's going to be 20 bucks. so on there uh what's your overall opinion of this announcement kev because out of the four three of us here uh 
you're the only one that's played this game to the completion. So uh, have you already or are you planning on downloading this anytime soon? Yeah, I'll be downloading it and I'll be checking it out. Uh, it's just a matter of when I can set aside the time. Yeah. On top of all the other games I've got going back in my backlog and new purchases that were made. So, yeah, I'm definitely going back to check it out. Right on. It looks interesting, but, you know, until I actually get into the, you know, proper game proper, you know, we'll take a look at that. Um, Also announced was Ori developer Moon Studios unveiled their next title. So, and they're working with uh, Take-Two publishing label Private Division. So they're not going with the you know big big daddy warbucks Microsoft on this one. So so this is an upcoming action RPG entitled No Rest for the Wicked on here. So and looked pretty cool from what I saw. Uh, they said that uh, they're we're gonna release it on early access on Steam um, via PC first quarter of 2024, and then um, they're gonna do a full release on all console platforms, which includes Xbox. Series X and S, PS5, and PC at a later date on there. And according to Private Division, the title's supposed to quote unquote poise to reinvent the genre. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so, you know, uh, what I saw in the game, I mean, it looks cool. Um, they said that the game's going to have a quote unquote brutal precision based combat system and they're pushing the envelope in the art of combat. So we'll have to see. It's an isometric ARPG. So, you know, we'll have to take a look and see. And this might even be something, Kev, that you might enjoy because they talked about the skill and timing is required over, quote, unquote, simple button mashing. So imagine having mm-hmm. a Diablo type game, but you actually have to pay attention to attacking. Yeah. <laughs> Just yes, mashing that, yeah. that attack button if need be. So. That would be nice. We'll we'll see. When you start saying isometric, there's really only so much you can do. <laughs> yeah. Because the that perspective alone kind of pulls you away from the action where you're not really clearly able to see the tells of the enemy. So I kind of question the you know, oh man, we're going to make this this technical beat technical beat 'em up action RPG from an isometric perspective I'll, oh. I'll, I'll i will i will wait and see what they do yeah it's like an overhead you know. perspective similar to like a diablo you know yeah but nature, so. that is not in that is, i don't see how that is conducive to a skill-based real-time action game uh, i struggle to see because the whole thing is to give you a wide view of the battlefield so you can see your enemies come and prep your prep prep your spells and all that wonderful stuff, and it just seems that you would need a much closer perspective to really see the tells of the enemy and all that. Yeah, stuff. Well, we'll have to see. The game is going to be a up to four player um, co op title on there. So. Yeah. so that's even more concerning if they're yeah. going to if it's going to be. <laughs> So we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, yeah. from what I saw, I mean, we just saw a sizzle trailer kind of now, you know, we'll have to see more once the game gets closer to release. We'll see what happens once it gets on Steam as an early access title, if need be. So um, another announcement that wasn't really announced on the show, but Baldur's Gate 3 did get Shadow Drop for the Xbox platforms on there. You know, a split screen mode be damned, but uh there's actually was a benefit for Baldur's Gate to be released on Xbox because Larian went back and, and did a lot of 
cleanup in the code to be able to get the Xbox version up and out. And so that helped improve the other platforms, including PC, Steam Deck specifically, and also with the PlayStation 5 version of the game as well. So so kudos on them. It is available for full price for Xbox fans out there. So no Game Pass Shadow Drop or anything, unfortunately. You got to pay the play there, son. So, you know, maybe you could get your uh, Game Pass Ultimate discount or whatnot. So, on there. So, I'm I'm betting, you know, Xbox fans are excited. You know, maybe I don't think you're not going to do your your, um, month of Xbox and just play Baldur's Gate 3, I don't think, is on your docket. Uh, That's not going to happen, unfortunately. So, no. Now, another boon for Xbox, though, um, there was an announcement from Deathloop Studio Arcane Leon. Uh, they did have a trailer, it was like a kind of introduction trailer for Marvel's Blade is in development. So, And so Microsoft and Bethesda has not commented the fact that if it's uh, going to be um, Xbox platform, form exclusive but there's other like uh influencers or other people that overheard that this game quote unquote is going to be an xbox exclusive so good on them you know they need exclusives for their platform if need be but uh, they are working with marvel Uh, this is from the same uh uh, developers that developed death loop on there and they help with the wolfenstein games and also uh help with the dishonor to dishonored death of the outsiders so so we'll have to see blade does join other marvel games being worked on including EA's <clears throat> black panther game uh there is a captain america game in the works at skydance new media and insomniac is obviously working on wolverine so kind of a nice little spread of different characters in development at different studios if need be on here any um thoughts kevin on uh, blade being announced are you super excited for this one and kind of i was excited at first until i realized the same people that did death loop and the same company that did uh <coughs> dishonor was that no that vampire game uh what's that vampire game that they did that was terrible no no that's it? it's not it's not the, same. the same people it's the same company, at least. Arcane Leon is the French um, branch, basically. So Arcane Austin was the one that did Redfall. So okay, so yeah, di- it's like different group, different group. different group, but under the same umbrella. I am cautiously optimistic because that prep trailer was uh, a little cartoony-ish. Yeah, it was. Um, <clears throat> don't I just don't want them to do my boy. Like that, Blade deserves a top-tier action game from a top-tier developer. And honestly, from what I've seen from that company as a whole, I don't see them as being a top-tier developer. So we'll see. But something tells me it's going to get Fortnite-ified. I just don't don't have the... uh, I'm excited to see Blade finally come to a... Uh, come to well he's been in games before but in a type of game that i would be interested in playing like a like an action game um uh, although i would honestly rather see a company like either capcom or um uh insomniac do it rather than these people but we'll see what happens 
All right. Now, it wouldn't be a Game Awards uh, without the presence of one Hodeo Kojima on there with uh, Jeff Keighley, obviously, loves dearly on here. And uh, he went in and shown a trailer for a game called OD or Overdose on here. And we kind of don't know exactly what this game is necessarily because it was just a um, filmed trailer with actors, if need be, reading some lines and so on and so forth. But uh, um, this is the uh, noted project that he is working with uh, Xbox Game Studios using their cloud gaming technology on here. And he said it's a game, don't get me wrong, but at the same time it's a movie, at the same time it's a new form of media. So it's what is being commented. So Jordan Peele came out on here and obviously came to you know obviously give a lot of accolades to kojima calling him an icon calling him an inspiration so on and so forth on that so you know and there's quite a bit of number of different actors that were shown in the little trailer you know on there so but uh uh, according to Kojima, says the project is a quote-unquote completely new game, one that no one has ever experienced or seen before. Uh, that he claimed that the title is like a new medium on here. So and so obviously he pitched it to Microsoft, and Microsoft was the quote-unquote only one to really get the concept. While others thought he was mad. So <laughs> on there. So so we'll have to see what exactly what this what this is but uh, obviously it's uh, something to wear you know if need be i think we'll all be able to go ahead and uh experience because i'll probably be on games pass so we'll have to mm-hmm. see what, what comes out so uh he kojima also stated the project we're working on with microsoft is one we i have been thinking about for five or six years already the project required infrastructure that was never needed before so i had discussed it with a lot of different big companies and gave presentations but they always seemed to think i was mad <laughs> so it was ultimately microsoft that showed that they understood and now working together on a project including the technology front on there so so whether you know, we'll see. We'll see if he's the auteur of our time, and we'll see if this project gets off the ground. Got to go from there. So, you know, any thoughts, uh, Des, about this overdose? Trailer? I get a little worried. <clears throat> I get a little worried when I start hearing people start like new and you know, never before seen and stuff like that. I get a little. I get a little. You know, you know, it's a lot of a lot of hyperbole, but yeah. You know, for 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 a glorified walking simulator. So let's see, you know, what's what's gonna happen. You know, this is from the same company that brought like Milo on the stage with the Connect and all this other, you know, how Peter Molyneux was gonna like, you know, basically just change the the world of games forever with this interactive English boy on there. <sighs> talk talk to Milo on there. Mm. That that never the Nambla to simulator. Never never came <laughs> to be there. So on there, but it's good that Microsoft's kind of funding this and seeing what Hideo Kojima can do on there. So in the meantime, you know, we'll, we'll see if this is a game worthy of of the auteur, um, the big the big picture that is being thrown out on there. So you know, um, any thoughts, Kev, with OD? Uh, it sounds like a choose your own adventure to me. That is going to be highly, highly, like, interactive in some way. Yeah. That's just what it sounds like to me. When you start talking, it's a game, but it's also a movie. 
you know, that sounds like it, it, it puts me in the mindset of that. I think you were you were talking about that game a little bit earlier. What is it? Until Dawn, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think it's going to be something like Until Dawn. Maybe you team up with a bunch of people in your Xbox chat and you have to vote to decide what happens next. And maybe the person whose choice is selected then has to do the button prompts to to make it through what what, what the group as a whole selected. You know, maybe something along those lines. I can see how that would be. You would need uh, Azure to get all that together. You know, where particularly it sounds like it also could also be like a streamer's dream. Like you could have some big YouTube streamer streaming this. And, you know, he's got 500 people in and they're all casting their votes and making decisions of what goes on. It, it Again, if he would have just stopped that game, I'd have been, OK, let's see what's going to happen. But when you start talking about game and a movie, uh, choose your own adventure. <clears throat> yeah, it does add a it, it does add a uh, a level of like unknown to it that I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't know. You know, I don't know, sir. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see for sure. Okay. Also, um, of course, Skull and Bones, uh, all the titles, <laughs> they finally got a release date. So uh, Ubisoft is sending the game out to die on February 16, 2024. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> so we'll have to see. There's a lot of games coming around, out around that time. <laughs> on here um it's been in development since uh by quite a bit of time it's originally scheduled to come out in 2018 but it's been delayed since then so you know maybe they're getting out by the end of the year if that way they could get that you know tax write off if piece so uh there is another um beta available for this game too the closed beta will take place from um december 15th to the 18th so Want to see, you know, I know a lot of people love Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and they kind of went and riffed on this, so on and so forth. This is this is the title that was noteworthy to saying that they couldn't shut the development down because of the fact that <laughs> uh, Singapore would then want their money back from all the constant years and the funding they got from Singapore itself, as far as Ubisoft is concerned. So, a lot to see about that. So. Also, they brought uh, former Ghostwire Tokyo creative director on stage to reveal her new game, Kamuri, which is, doesn't even have a like a publisher yet. Oh, yeah. So it's almost, almost like a uh, p- presentation from her. And, uh, you know, she's kind of cool because she worked on, of course, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. She also worked on Evil Within and Evil Within 2. She was working at uh, uh, the uh, Bethesda um, studio on their um, Tango game works on here, but she previously worked on Akami and Bayonetta as well and worked on Scalebound too. So if you remember Scalebound. So, I do. Uh, on that. So I kind of like the concept for what was shown, but we'll have to see how it comes out in a game. It was almost like a, a presentation on stage, you know, so, you know, leave it to Jeff Keighley to you know, get his friends out there to, you know, show different games if need be on here. And in fact, there was another um, devel- um, voice actor from a previous Assassin's Creed Origins game that basically uh, 
came out and said he was working with EA on a particular game on here. And so he even brought his father into the mix, talking about that it was inspired by the loss of his father, who he shared a love of video games with. So this game is called Tales of Tenzura Zhao. On here. <laughs> it, it, kind of looked, it looked like, I don't know if you guys remember it from the Game Awards, but it looked a lot like a that Prince of Persia side-scrolling game. Yeah. That's yeah, coming out, so on there. I thought it looked good. I thought it looked great, actually. I thought it better than Prince of Persia. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So. <laughs> Sorry, I just you don't want to play as the hot dog king. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm pretty good. I'm okay. <laughs> Woo! So yeah, uh, the game is inspired by the African Bantu tales on here, and the gameplay involves some cosmic powers from wearing masks that defeat spirits. Uh, combat's supposed to have a rhythmic element to it on there, and uh, it's all like a handcrafted animation, it looks like. So so I kind of dug what I saw. I think EA in and of itself by itself are supporting, you know, especially with their originals program, you know, mm-hmm. go out there and, and get these smaller indie titles out if need be on there. Um, there was also a title called Exoborn, which sounds totally effing generic, which it was really like generic. making fun of it. Um, I read a little bit more about it, but this is a quote unquote post apocalyptic extraction shooter, but it's being done by some ex developers of the division on here. So hmm. it's coming from shark mob. Shark mob was the studio that originally brought out vampire, the masquerade blood hunt that, battle royale game that got shut down because they didn't really get any sort of audience if need be but uh this game is an actual full price true blue game on here but you do play a human character in an exo rig suit on here and uh you are in a multiplayer you know type of session on here you have to work together it's kind of like a they equated it to an open world that seems to be like a like a supersized version of the dark zone, the noted dark zone. So, oh wow, on there. So, okay. Yeah. There's no leveling up to acquire skills. If you want to do more damage, you just need to find stuff in the in the in the field on here. So you can find, craft, or modify a gun on there. Um, if you want to be more powerful, you have to do the same to get a better exo rig. You have to craft and make your better suit of armor if need be. So. And then, of course, to get any uh, weapons or upgrades, you have to extract it back to safety. So, Oh, Lord. So whether playing in solo or teaming in a group, the usual extraction shooter risk-reward gameplay is in the mix with personal missions, group missions, and dynamic public events on there. So it screams screams me all over this damn thing in a way. It kind of does. Yeah, we'll have to see. It says it's a premium game. It's not a free-to-play game, but the Exoborn, generic as all hell, we'll have a little bit more information uh, later on in 2024. So. Well, cool. All right, and then let's see other stuff here. Uh, God of War Ragnarok Valhalla got announced, which is a roguelike mode for God of War, which is free. It's be out on Tuesday, which will be on December 12th on there um, any excitement for that kev yeah i'll be revisiting that as well because <laughs> i love uh, there was that and god of war yeah there was a game called exodus announced from some ex bioware employees that they had matthew mcconaughey come up on stage you know coming he's up he's no and, keanu but yeah he's no <laughs> keanu yep 
But you know, get, folks, folks got to get paid, so I can't be mad at them. Yeah, and the game kind of looked like you know, like a, the stepson of like of Mass Effect. So yeah, it's a Mass Effect influence going on. I, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I was kind of like, I was, I was like, okay, you know, I see you there, you know. So I wasn't terribly like disappointed, you know. I was like, okay, maybe. Yeah. And uh, also, too, um, Sega dropped the, like, H-bomb on there. They're rebooting five classic series in their noted back catalog of titles. So Jet Set Radio, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, Shinobi, and Crazy Taxi are all, all getting new games being developed. So according to an interview with the um, president of Sega, they want to keep, <clears throat> keep the same energy. Uh, back from the Dreamcast era and kind of roll through with uh, revisions of all titles. So, you know, in a way, I'm super excited because they're going back to the well. But at the same time, I just hope they're able to recreate that energy. I almost wish in a way that they would let them do new games as well. So I agree. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if this, you know, if it doesn't do well for them as well as they thought they should be doing with it, whether they would continue you know, putting the money and putting up the resources there to get that quote-unquote edge, if need be, on there. Um, also, too, let's see, just to kind of wrap up everything that happened at the Game Awards so we can wrap up this episode on here. Um, there was also, too, a trailer for Rise of the Ronin shown with a release date on there, so super excited. This is Team Ninja's... Uh, kind of ambitious action rpg it's a ps5 console exclusive it's coming out on march 22nd 2024 on here definitely look like you know maybe uh um if uh like ghost of shishima and um neo had a baby or something you know so I'm definitely excited for this one. Did you get a chance to watch this trailer? I, I know when you came in to the Game Awards, I think they already shown this, Kev, so I'm not sure if you saw this one or not. So. I saw it post. Yeah. I saw it post. That and uh, Black Myth Wukong are, are kind of like the two two of two of the games aside from the DLC that I'm really, really excited to get a hold of. Yeah, Black Myth Wukong was also shown, so definitely go back and check out that trailer. There was a release date for that game as well, so I believe it's coming out summer 2024. Yeah. So day one. Yep, yeah, all the platforms. Uh, there also, also there was a musical number with some uh, more gameplay from Senua Saga's Hellblade 2 on there with a new trailer with music in the background. Of course, it says all in in-game engine, but no gameplay as of yet. I don't know if that's gameplay or what the deal is with that. So choose you know, your own adventure. We'll see. <laughs> it's running on that Series S, so I don't know how <laughs> that indifferent that might be. So damn. But, I'm sure it'll be fine. Right? I hope so. I'm, I'm hoping so. We'll see. I mean, y'all I, gonna I, have I, to I, contend I, with it because that's. <laughs> Depends on when your when your your month of exile takes place. So that wow. <laughs> we will. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not coming out. It's it's our month of Xbox, Kevin. We gotta frame it in a positive light, not a negative light. Yes, it is our it is our, it is our, it is our vacation. If you are if you are uh, uh, you know 
uh, an expatriated from your from your land of origin being an exile can be a positive. I'm, yeah, you know, for, for it's sure. all in the it's all in how you view it. Uh, but it, it'll uh, be like Gilligan's Island. I'll be like Gilligan. Yeah, Island. you know. Listeners, please note, I am not doing this with them. <laughs> He's like, I am not crazy. So. <laughs> Radio so got confused and thought, and thought you know, you were doing it. There was like, Kevin, on that. Oh, no, no. If it was like, like you know, original Xbox or Xbox 360 in the first era. You mm-hmm. know. Well, that, that's what I played on primarily back in the day. But, uh, you know, <laughs> things have changed. <laughs> Yeah. So it, so that no, thank is the you. Game Awards, people. That's all the announcements, and we definitely appreciate everyone showing up. We had AZ Rockslide, Alfred, GH Maverick, of course, in the mix, Goonie, John BT. We had all sorts yeah. of. We had back some and really, forth. yeah, we had some really great cross uh, cross promotion with uh, uh, GH Radio. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. We all just kind of were just chilling. And having fun. We watched it on a bit of a delay. That way we could fast forward if necessary. And it was necessary. So, you know, it's all good. You know, it's all it's all good. There's it a lot a of couple, fun. A couple other things on the pre-show I want to mention real quick. And sure. then we'll go on out. Um, they showed a new trailer for Metaphor Refantasia, which is from the same team that brought you Persona and Shin Megami Tensai. And that game looks freaking phenomenal as far as art direction. Whether it plays well, we'll have to see. But... Uh, there was a release date given. It's coming out in summer 2024 on here. Um, it is not per se exclusive to uh, Xbox, but it is a Game Pass day one because Atlas, Sega, and, Game, and Xbox Game Pass are like one and the same as of, of late. So on there. So, so, but uh, get a chance if you can to check out that trailer. There is also a trailer for a game called Arknights. And uh, basically, Arknights Infield, uh, they are adding a PlayStation 5 version to the game. So this is a game that's coming out for, like, PC, iOS, and Android. So it is kind of, like, similar to, um, you know, other games of that sort on their Asian games. If they're, but it's real-time combat with some strategic elements on there. Um, I was kind of interested when I saw it on the pre-show, but there wasn't, wasn't any announcement for the fact that it's coming out for PlayStation 5, but uh, there's going to be an international technical test for PC on January 11th, 2024, and there are signups on the uh, their website if need be on there. There's going to be, like I think, nine playable characters on here, real-time combat system. Kind of crazy. We'll have to see uh, what goes on, but it's coming out for like all different languages and whatnot, so it's getting like launched basically day and date on a uh, number of different territories at the same time. So looks good. So yeah, it's good. Right. I like, I think we're going to be eating pretty good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Some sure. of these, you know, with some of these, um, um, announcements. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So that concludes uh, the main event, uh, game awards roundup. Uh, I know, I, I know you didn't cue me up into Jabroni gaming news, but I pretty much went into all that business. So, yeah. You got time for a couple more things or are we gonna wrap it up? We're gonna wrap it up, my friend. You got it. Okay. So Kev, right. why don't you tell the good people on about game night and how to reach us on the Discord? Okay, game nights every Thursday, nine PM Eastern, six PM Pacific. 
That's the day of the week that we set aside to hang out and interact with our community on Discord. So whatever game you'd like to play, if you'd like to share your joy of that game with us, you can bring it, post it on, on our Discord channel. We will play it. We'll get it if we don't already have it. It's not a problem. And we will play whatever game that you have on whatever platform you own, because we own all the platforms. So uh, <clears throat> that is a really cool. It's, it's a real. It's and you don't even have to be gaming. I'm usually doing other things, doing chores before I can get around to turning on a console um, in the evening time. So it's just a time to catch up. Just a time to uh, just hang out, catch up, and uh, fellowship uh, under the wonderful umbrella that is known as video gaming. So if all that sounds good to you, what you're going to want to do is hit us up on the app formerly known as Twitter, currently known as X, 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 X. and go to at Gaming Vessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. Click the link in our bio and you're in so there's no waiting period there is no patreon tier list to pay for just be a good person and i think you'll have a fun time in our discord server family so definitely want to encourage y'all our listeners to to check that out and that's going to bring episode 231 to a close so we want to thank y'all for rocking out with us for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res lover. That's me. A.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. that gamer step daddy. And for Jabroni Chief, a.k.a. I'm, I'm sorry, Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Which you might also know him as a food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. I'm Shonuf71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. And we'll be back next time, episode 232 for your ears. Peace. Jeff Keeley, y'all.